Hey guys, this is Julie, Julie in the Red, uh, Jeep Girl. Julie in the Red? Yeah. What's that? My uh, Mustang's nickname. Oh, okay. Yep. It's uh, Ruby Janet Shelby Jackson the Red. <laughs> That's the full name of my Mustang. <laughs> and today my dad is joining me on my podcast. Thank you for, for you know, letting me hold you hostage. Well, I woke up in handcuffs in my bed. <laughs> And she said, you're doing a podcast with me, and that's the end of it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Yes, holding you hostage. She, she, took the, she took the muzzle off. <laughs> okay, so um, so since the last time I had an episode, we've repaired the alternator on my car. And I have a list of things that um, we're going to be working on next. And I have about 20 minutes before I have to get ready for work. So this Not shouldn't to be too fast. Not to mention tire. I did not. I did. I did. It happened. Anyway, so, uh, let's see. Alternator, done. Uh, Up next is checking the power steering pump and to see if there's a leak with the coolant. And then, um, so, I'm going to ask my dad a few questions, and hopefully this will help some of you guys out here because I'm very off the cuff with this. I'm very... Um, not entirely organized uh, when I do these, but I hope that for people who, you know, don't know a ton about cars or feel like they are never going to remember the terminology, because I certainly don't, and I've discussed that in the past. Um, So, yeah, I just hope, you know, y'all can find, like, a relatable space with this podcast to be like, I need help fixing my car, I don't want to shell out a ton of money, you know, I want to save as much money as possible, and yeah, so hopefully, you know, you can hear this, you can listen to this, and you can, um, you can be like, okay, yeah, I can, (laughs) you know, she's, she's got some great ideas, I'm going to check that first before I have to spend a ton of money, my dad is making fun of me in the background snoring. I'm not. You are too. No, I'm not. I promise. <laughs> you have my full undivided attention. Oh, wonderful! I appreciate it. So, the um, so just an update with the Armed Forces Day events. There will not be an air show this year. Well, yeah, it was never really an air show. It was a fly-in. A fly-in. Yeah, I say that to satisfy the FAA, you know, mm-hmm. and their screwy requirements, because <laughs> we weren't allowed to do uh, aerobatics and stuff because we didn't have a a TFR over the airspace, uh, a temporary flight restriction. Gotcha. But, you know, hey, we had lots of vintage aircraft there that yeah. for people that are, are uh, you know, cool with or kind of crazy about uh, military aviation stuff, military. aviation in general, and see some rare, you know, planes and stuff. But um, we're going to the, – the parade itself is – is uh, the crown jewel of, of the event. Absolutely. Yeah, without it. But we've been doing it for 73, 74 years, uh, since 1947, I believe. That's so, awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> so this will be the 73rd year uh, for us to hold the parade. We're the second longest running parade in uh, in the nation. We're sanctioned by the Department of Defense. And, and uh, uh, the only one that's got us beat someplace up in Washington, we'll say Spokane or something like that. Yeah. So... As a tradition, we're trying to keep this thing going, and I want to to take about three years, forego the fly-in, uh, you know, to put all of our effort and uh, uh, best efforts, our, our uh, resources, 
money, you know, a time and attention into producing the best parade that we can. Absolutely. And so we've been able to uh, make a, you know, whereas I would have been courting a lot of uh, uh, different uh, aircraft, it's very simple. They're going to be there, but they're just going to be flying overhead. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so they're going to they're going to uh, grace us with their presence, but but it, you know we'll get to see them flying more mm-hmm. than we would. We're not going to be able to touch them, you know, set them on the ground, take pictures. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, with that said, uh, we're, we are, I am making lots of phone calls, uh, to other entities. Uh, the world war one artillery half section out of Fort seal is about a 90% go. Yay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. You'll be the first to hear it. Yay. <laughs> Insider information. Woo-hoo. Uh, we're going to have a D one university's, uh, marching band participate. In our parade. Oh, that is awesome. It's, Where from? It's a big Langston University. <gasps> they do, uh, you know, it's a predominantly black university, and they have a core style of marching that you just don't yeah. see anywhere. Yeah. And and uh, and the repertoire of music is just amazing. Oh, and, yay. And uh, so, uh, you know, we're hoping, we don't have them secure yet, but we are dotting the I's and crossing the T's. And uh, their band is huge. That's so awesome. So to see them coming down our street is uh, is going to be something. Oh, I can't you know, wait. The sound that they will they will make is is just beyond, you know. Oh, that uh, is so. So cool. we looking we're looking forward to it. Well, yeah. the thank you know thankful uh, thank goodness for the Oklahoma Army National Guard and their recruiting command because they're doing a lot to help us get the Langston University band down here. And they're uh I can't detail everything that they're doing right now, but believe me, they're the National Guard is going above and beyond to help us get this done. <laughs> it's amazing. Now check our Facebook page out. It's just McAllister Armed Forces Day Parade. And uh, uh it's probably kind of boring right now, but I'm going to light it up <laughs> with the updates and uh, uh you know things as I get them etched in stone I'll put them on the on the Facebook page. I don't want to put a bunch of hopefuls out there, you know. Yeah. But if they commit, then I'm gonna. Then it's on there. It's on. There. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do, so, do we have any special guests that you can name so far for the luncheon the day before? Well, yeah. The uh, matter of fact, our uh, 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 guest of honor representing the United States Army, the branch of honor this year, will be Chief W Five Warrant Officer Matt Fitter. And he is currently at the 1st Infantry Division of Fort Riley, Kansas, which is up at Matt Hancast, is where, uh, where the Kansas uh, State, K-State uh, Wildcats are. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. You've been there. Yes, I have. I, I did a shooting competition yeah, there. Yeah, you might have shot on that range, <laughs> yep. as a matter of fact. Yep, JC's shooting competition, 1999 or Something 98. like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was the one say. right after Bowling Green. Yep, yep. Uh, and, uh, but anyway, he's going to be our guest of honor parade grand marshal guest speaker at the luncheon and uh you know spread the word about the luncheon mm-hmm. we'd like to have that that thing sold out to really put on a good show and welcome the warrant officer uh chief matt fitter and let him know that the uh, our service members are loved and respected absolutely and, and uh uh you know just by sh- just by being there yeah know? um are we gonna have anyone doing any special performances uh, Tulsa Living. Yeah, Tulsa Living History, TLHA. They'll they'll be at the uh, parade and block party. 
Awesome. And uh, the block party itself uh, uh, is oh. something that is in the works. We're hey. gonna, you know, free food. Uh, First National Bank is going to be cooking all the free hot dogs. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, chips, uh, pop, sodas donated by Pepsi Co. and and so on. And uh, uh, you know, it's it's going to be have free inflatables for the kids and and uh, and displays for uh, from the all the branches and stuff. Hopefully, we'll be there. Um, you know, and uh, lots of neat stuff to see. Yeah. So just to clarify for you guys. Um, the stuff that he's talking about for the block party that had been out at the airport during the fly-in. Yes. So it's going to be, is it going to be at the end of the parade? Yes. At the end of the parade, we'll, we'll close off the street and, and some of the stuff like the Moab will come back around and, and park static. Oh. And, uh, our vintage military vehicles that we have, the Jeeps and trucks and, and what have you is that participate in the parade. They'll come and park and put on a, like a, a military vehicle show. Oh, that's and, awesome. Yeah. In, uh, yeah. So, like, you know, with it being out at the airport, I know when we first said, hey, there's not going to be, you know, the the fly flyover or flying. 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 Um, I know people were probably thinking, oh, no, we're not going to get to do the pictures. We're not going to get to talk or meet with these people. You still are. It's just it's going to be more centralized to yes. the very end of the parade. That way no one will have to drive over and, and worry about parking and things like That's that. That's right. What you're there, yeah. <laughs> you're there for everything. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, there's no need to jump in your car and try to race out to the airport because mm-hmm. we're going to, we're going to put on the dog downtown. That's going to be awesome. I'm oh, yeah. so excited for that. So thank you for touching base with that. And again, that's going to be, um, the luncheon will be the Friday about 11 the, o'clock. Yeah. The Friday before the, the parade. Friday before the parade. Which is one May. Uh, 1 May, May 1st, 2020. I almost said 2019. And then the parade will be, and block party will be May 2nd, starting at 10 10 a.m. All right, awesome. And I can't wait to see who else we can include on this podcast. I know it's been about a month since I, I did this, and I didn't intend for it to go that long, but we have been crazy busy with things. Um, so my questions to you today on, uh, getting back to my car is, you know, so I'm worried about my power steering pump and I noticed a few other things I kind of just want to knock out so I don't have to worry about it for a long time. Right. And so if I have to do my power steering pump, is it in my best interest to also, um, if it needs it? to replace the water pump and the radiator while I'm working, while I'm changing out the power steering pump. No, one has nothing to do with the other. As far as systems go, they're completely separate systems, and one will have no effect on the other. Okay, so second question, what about access to all of it, like as far as taking it apart? No, no. No? Nope. All right. So, um, So on the power steering pump with my car, I think it like it sits underneath the alternator. Correct. What's that? The power steering pump. Well, well, it does. It's below the alternator, but it's on its own bracket system, so uh, it's not going to have any uh, plus or minuses as to what you you don't you don't have to get into anything else. You can just take the pump off. Oh, that's awesome. But you do have to have a crazy tool because that pump is squeezed onto the shaft, and Mm -hmm. you have to have a puller that literally sucks it off. It's what you call a tight drive fit. Uh-huh. It is within the ten thousandths of an inch, and and you have to have a special puller tool to just suck the pulley off the shaft, 
to get to the bolts behind the pulley. Oh my now, God. General Motors was usually pretty smart, and they put holes in the pulley mm-hmm. where you could put your socket through the hole in the pulley and take those bolts out. Uh, and then the pump would just fall off. You didn't have to literally suck the pump. But I believe on the Fords, you have to. There's no holes in the pulley themselves, so mm-hmm. you had to pull the pulley off, take the belt off, pulley off, then get to the bolts, and then the bracket behind the pump, and then the hoses, and it's off. Okay, so if someone wanted to DIY this, like, is it in their best interest for them to try and learn to do it themselves, or? Oh, always. And anything you... you can do with a car, it's always best to try to, to learn to do your own maintenance. Right. Uh, and plus, you get an understanding of the vehicle you're driving, because when, when you are driving, especially out of town, if you understand the vehicle that you're driving, or a vehicle, any vehicle, uh, then you're more apt to make good decisions as to what constitutes a real emergency and what doesn't. Yeah. What's going to get me stranded? What ain't? Uh, you know, how far can I push this safely without hurting the car any further? Or do I need to just kill it right now and come to a complete stop? Right. And it helps to understand your car to make those decisions en route. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to tell you right now, getting stuck out on a highway in the middle of nowhere <laughs> is a bad option. Uh, yeah. And so if you can push it, you know, uh, and not hurt the vehicle any further. Or endanger yourself. Yeah, endanger <laughs> yourself. Then get off the highway, get to a nearest town where help can be got. Yeah. You know, and safely and and, uh, and you're not, with especially if you got little ones, you're stuck out on a highway somewhere is not a place to be. Right. You know? and, and this is just, just a quick reminder for everyone, wear your seatbelts, make good choices and all of that. <laughs> Don't speed. Um, so... Next thing, um, on my exhaust, which has kind of been on the lower rung of my list, but what do you think is going to be needed to repair that? Oh, I don't think it's much. I think a donut gasket uh, at the where the exhaust manifold and the exhaust pipe uh, mate mm-hmm. is going to be need to be replaced, and then uh, your pipe in the back where it's rubbing the shock is going to have to be gotten off that. Right. Heated, bent, formed, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and so next up on the list was, I believe, um, strap mount. Strap mount. Uh, well, uh, actually, tie rod right in. Yeah, tie rod. Tie rod right in. Uh, what about the ball joints? I don't know. I, I, we I, don't I, know. I've checked them. <laughs> no, well, I haven't really checked them, but I have had it lifted, and they didn't feel loose. Mm-hmm. But I did notice a clunk in an upper strap mount yeah. and some looseness, uh, some slop in one of your outer tie rods. Yeah, so... Guys, for for what I'm thinking, I'm planning to do, provided my dad is is like, yeah, I have time, is I kind of want to get everything as far as the, uh, once we know if, if it's for sure, the power steering pump needs to be replaced, you know, anything on the front suspension, anything like that, I kind of want to just accrue all of the parts over the next few months and then just knock it out in one weekend. And, um, yeah. because... You know, if you're buying the parts bit by bit, like every other week, it's not the sticker shock isn't going to be as painful for you, and that way that also helps with your preparation. Which I I stress this every single episode is you your preparation matters just as much as the repair on the vehicle, if not even more. That way you're not having to run into town. That way you're not having to call someone in for a favor. You know, as long as you get all of your accoutrements. <laughs> ahead of time 
um, it's going to make your job a lot easier. So the preparation is kind of where I'm at with this next step of leveling up my car and just making sure everything is tight, sound, and secure. And I've explained in, uh, in the last few episodes, you know, why am I working on this car? It's a 2003 Ford Mustang. It's not brand new. It's, you know, it. You, I could do this with any car. Um, but... I like to work on vehicles, and it's a wonderful outlet for me. I really like the modifications that I'm planning for it. It's a lot of fun. I'm teaching my son as we go along as well, and um, and it's just a, it's just like with any other hobby. It's you know what you get out of it, what uh, from the time that you invest of it. That's that's the cost for you. Like that's the value to you. So it's not always just, oh, it's a sticker price. Oh, it's the money. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. No, it's just if you're enjoying it and it brings a certain particular happiness or value to your life, you know, that's a good thing. But also at the same time, when you're working on your car and your car is becoming your hobby, it gives you a second set of skills for one. It gives you a second. It gives you another set of skills. It helps you to understand if you are getting completely played if you do have to absolutely take it to a professional if you know your car inside and out you know you're not going to get a a horrible price on something because you have educated yourself um so it, when it comes to vehicles pretty much all knowledge is worth having yep so um let's see uh i have talked in the past let me pull up my list because this has been super fun. I really appreciate you, Dad, for being here. Um, let's see. Um, what else? So spring is coming. You know, it's about it's getting warm here in Oklahoma. What's some advice you would have drivers do for a spring checklist? Oh well, a spring checklist. That's mm-hmm. well, it's sort of easy. Uh, you know, winter is was way worse on cars than than summer is. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, summer can be more intense. Depends on your driving. If you plan on going on a trip through a major city like like Birmingham, Alabama, or Nashville in the middle of rush hour traffic, <laughs> you better have your stuff wired tight. Um, mm-hmm. So you, you can always get into bumper bumper traffic. Um, I'm gonna tell you right now, uh, there's a couple of cheap things that you can do that will will save you hundreds of dollars, and that is uh, one would probably be uh, change your thermostat. You know, thermostat's probably 10 to 15 bucks or less, you know, and keep your cooling system flushed once a year and with fresh antifreeze. And I don't care what the book says, you flush it once a year because what happens is on uh, engines, the engine block acts as the ground with between the frame and the body and then the positive connections to complete the circle for electron flow. So there's always electrons flowing through your engine block. Well, that those electrons will literally turn your your uh, uh, antifreeze into a, like an acid. Mm-hmm. It becomes acidic, and so if you get it out once a year, no problem. You know, flush that stuff, change your thermostat, and then you if you get yourself caught and check your fan clutch if you have one. If you don't, make sure your electric fans are working fine. Mm-hmm. Because if you get caught in the worst condition, would be uh, Atlanta, Georgia. High noon, bumper to bumper, 105 degrees outside, uh, bumper, you know, uh, creeping beep, uh, then your cooling system can handle it, it with the air conditioner on. Mm-hmm. You know, air conditioner raises the under, under hood temperature by probably 90 degrees. 
but uh, it doesn't raise the engine temperature, but about maybe five yeah. or ten. But uh, um, that will save you possibly a wrecker bill, possibly a repair out of town by a foreign mm-hmm. garage that doesn't know you and doesn't care about you. Uh, the other thing is your coolant temperature sensor on just about any vehicle. Nobody changes them, but I recommend changing them once a year. Uh, they use a kind of a technology uh, called a board-on tube uh, that uh, will can actually save you fuel money. It pays for itself over the year. Uh, it's, it's like a $15, $20 part and can take, I've literally changed those and, and had the customer's vehicle go from eight, eight miles per gallon back up to 2022. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. It, because nobody changes my car. <laughs> everybody, everybody needs to do it through car once a year. I do it at every vehicle I drive. Uh, I, there's, that's just one of the tips is just mm-hmm. coolant temperature sensor, but during a tune up when you're doing plugs, wires, cap, rotor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all that stuff, PCV valve, change the coolant temperature sensor, check, scan for codes, clear them, see what comes back, you know. So another thing I do is I, I flush my brake fluid once a year. Once a year. Get all the dark brake fluid out, put mm-hmm. fresh through it. Yeah. It, it always mm-hmm. helps. And so when you're doing the brake fluid uh, flush, mm-hmm. you have to re-bleed the brakes as well. well. You're bleeding the brakes as you're flushing it. Yes. So okay. you don't have to re-bleed. You're, you are bleeding you the are brakes. You are bleeding. Yeah, so you is and you just keep going till you get your fluid coming out goes from dark to light and on all four wheels and you're done. Awesome. Cap it off, top it off, and uh, drive it. Phenomenal. So, uh, for oil changes, yeah. Uh, does it does it matter how like well obviously it's it's you know they say you change it every so many miles, mm-hmm. but what does weather have to do with the, with how frequently you change your oil. <laughs> Hang on, I'm yeah. gonna pause this for a minute. All right, guys. So I am back in my room. Um, my dad had to take a phone call, and I have to get ready for work. But I appreciate his insight because I have. You know, I continually learned so much from him and just those little things right there that you heard about for like a minor checklist for your vehicle. Uh, super helpful. I know it's going to help you guys out a ton. Um, we didn't get to the question about, you know, the, you know, oil changes and how weather affects that. Um, but he will be on here next time and hopefully he'll answer a lot more questions uh, see, like I said, he knows so much more than me and he can describe it more accurately than me. So that's why I like having him on here and I'm glad that this was his first time and hopefully he'll be on here a lot more. Um, I gotta get ready for work and get ready to go to Gainesville, Texas for the weekend. So, uh, yeah, gonna go do that. Um... And I'll try to touch base with y'all this coming Sunday or Monday, and we'll go from there. I can't wait. Thank you all for listening. I absolutely appreciate it. I try to keep these podcasts between any, well, there's, there's not an absolute time that I mark, but 15 to 45 minutes is, is usually what I'm going to keep these at, but... Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. 
thank y'all. Don't forget Armed Forces Day Parade in McAllister coming up. Uh, May 1st is the luncheon. May 2nd is the parade with a block party at the end. Very important. We will not be doing the fly-in in for the next three years or so, but everything that was out at the airport is still going to be at the very end of the parade. We can't wait to keep you updated on the rest. And, um, let's see. Uh, any cosmetic updates for my car? No, not right now. But with the stuff I discussed with my dad, just a little bit on this today, um, we'll touch more on that on Monday, I believe. And then we'll go from there, and once we get everything under the engine covered, that's when we're going to get into the cosmetics inside the car and externally as well. So you guys have a wonderful day, and I will catch you all later.